This podcast is a Kitty Wing production. Hey gang, Hamid here. Uh, you're about to listen to part two of our best of 2019 episode, uh, which Jay and I had three of our favorite return guests, Ashley Hardage, Mitchell Hardage, and Justin Green on to talk about their favorite albums of 2019. Uh, we split this episode uh, up into two parts and the last part came out last week. So if you haven't heard that yet, please go back and listen to that first. Uh, it'll make this make a lot more sense. Um, I want to do real quick, just say thank you guys all again for listening. Uh, it's been a great year. We've been doing this for just about a year and, um, it's been really fun and really rewarding for Jay and myself. So, uh, you know, thank you. I'm glad we were able to reach so many of you and thanks to you guys, you know, for, for listening and for always kind of coming back to the show. Uh, it really means a lot to us. We are going to continue our hiatus for a little bit, um, but make sure you stay stay subscribed. And if you don't follow us on Instagram, you can follow us at uh, my high school iPod on Instagram uh, and my HS high. Pardon me, my HS iPod on Twitter, uh, so you can see when the new episodes are coming out and uh, just keep up to date with us. We will definitely be putting out some more content in the future, uh, just not directly after this week so so just bear with us for a little bit um yeah thank you guys so much you know and we'd love to hear any feedback if you guys want to send us some uh some emails or hit us up on twitter or instagram slide into our dms we'd love to hear from you um but that's it thank you guys so much for listening again and uh, i hope you guys enjoy this part two of the best of 2019 Kids, kids are See, it's her favorite. She's like, that's my song. I love the grandpa shark part. <laughs> so Whoa. <laughs> I don't know. That's in the middle. And we're back. He decided it's I time. love it. He always does that. I Here's the thing. If you don't, right? You got to keep it moving, man. You would think the producer would be like, all right, guys, let's, let's do it. All right, but settle. And, and three, <laughs> two. And we're back. It's my high school iPod. Uh, our, our 2019 year in review episode. No, that's what we called music 2019. All right. Two rounds in the book, two rounds left at the end of two rounds. Mitchell is on top with seven points. Jesus Christ. Uh, Justin is in third with 3.7 stars. Who the fuck is in second? Um, (laughs) There's no second. (laughs) No one. No second. Yeah. Um, We didn't qualify. Uh, Were you Drew Carey? I don't appreciate it. What are we, Drew? We're all. <laughs> what are we all, Drew Carey? <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> okay. I want to be Wayne Brady. I think I got locked out of your Ooh, thing. Ooh, it'd be a good uh, Halloween party theme. All Drew Carries. It can Just also Drew go like as a, a companion party to your everybody's Waluigi party. I think anytime you have like Dope, a party where everybody is, you have to come in this specific costume. I think it's a good idea. That's a, I've yet to see it happen. I've never been invited to idea. one of those parties, but it sounds oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Your <laughs> I don't think they've ever existed. Someone. someone please invite Justin to one of We had one that was a Justin-themed party, and everyone <laughs> came dressed as you. Do you think if I started throwing a yearly Halloween upsetting. party, and every year I said, everybody has to dress as and then just a single character people yeah. would come 
The I people who matter yes. would. Have yeah. you guys ever had someone dress up as you for Halloween? No. You like have. Toby Flunderson style. <laughs> oh, someone dressed up as you? That's yeah. that's good. Uh, uh, my friend Nick Shrum dressed up as me one year, and it was that. the most. Uh, was it offensive? No, it no, was, was like great. the most. I, it made me feel really good about myself. You put a lot of thought yeah. in. That's how I feel coming on your podcast. You guys are always like, he does all this stuff, and I'm like, I just dick around. But thank you. Well, we all dressed up like you today, too. Yeah, so. right. That's true. <laughs> to That's the party true. we didn't invite you to. I do love that sweater, my man. Not thank you, Goodwill. Yeah. Goodwill. Uh, all right, so at the beginning of round three, uh, I'm going to start, and uh, this was an album uh, that a, a friend of my friend of the show, Kyle Withrow, uh, he sent me a text message, as he does from time to time, and he just said, um, listen to Purple Mountains. <laughs> Um, oh God! Now we're gonna get sad. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. gonna get sad. But this was one of rest in peace my favorite albums of 2019, and uh, so I was told to listen to this. And uh, this song's called "Darkness and Cold" off of Purple Mountains, and uh, I really loved this album. And I was like, I didn't know the whole didn't really story. listen to Silver Jews or anything. I knew who Silver Jews was, but I never really listened to them. And then. So I like looked up to see like when they were coming to Atlanta, <laughs> and then I found out that they weren't because unfortunately he uh, David Berman passed. Yeah, he, he took his own life, and um, like a month before you read that, probably yeah, or something like I, that. I, I right mean, when this album came yeah, out. Yeah, um, I think they were like about to go on tour, and the tour was booked, dude. Yeah, yeah. fully. Um, it's very sad. It is. It's a sad album. Like all the songs are pretty much a bummer but it's it's beautiful and uh i think i don't and and uh i i'm bad about speaking about serious stuff so someone interrupt me if i'm wrong um i i was really sad to hear about his passing and um listening to this album it kind of wasn't a huge surprise it's a bummer yeah it's like an album where he's Basically telling everybody he's about to kill Dude, himself. He, and had, a, he himself. had a very <laughs> Scott, uh, the, the guy from Fried and Rabbit, Scott Hutchins, uh, yeah, Hutchins yeah, or Hutchinson. Yeah. Like, so many songs. Yeah, Semi-predicted. Yeah. It's like predicted is a weird word because he's leading up to it, but you know. Yeah, it's but yeah like the lot. words are there, the lyrics are there. I mean, if you're depressed and suicidal and you're an artist, it's probably going to show in your art. Yeah, and it will, and like the thing I, I took from this and I don't mean it to be like a selfish thing at all but uh that's what we're doing is sort of going over what these albums meant to us i uh, you know i i went through some some shitty times this year and i actually listening to this album uh gave me comfort that i wasn't the only person feeling sad which sounds dumb but no it, it's not dumb. your feelings are so dumb jay no and I, guys I feel feelings like, are okay to yeah, have yeah. and also isn't Unless that what jay. an artist wants they want you know like think yeah. about comedians like robin williams they do so much to bring that art and joy to other people mm-hmm. in spite of their own issues right you know so I feel like that's uh, exactly what you should take away from it. Yeah, yeah. I do. It, it is one of those, and uh, no, you're probably in the same boat, but it's it's always sad when you discover an artist like right as they passed, mm-hmm. like right after they passed, because you're kind of like, oh, what a, I wish I didn't, I wish I wasn't like one of those guys that's just like, oh, it's so beautiful, but now he's dead. And, right. 
you know, it would I mean, have been that's nice kind to of have known him how for a I while. feel about Jay Riotard. Like, I didn't really discover any Jay Riotard music until like the year he died, and mm-hmm. I was like really fucking sad that I hadn't gone to any of the shows that were like in town. Especially considering he put out like an album a year and toured relentlessly. Constantly. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, it makes me and feel I'm like I'm the same way. I didn't ever go see him live. I know. wasn't grateful enough at the time, or I didn't know. So I think yeah. it was he would just play like the Earl and stuff. <laughs> it was yeah, uh, he played with Scotty, right? It was Robbie, yeah. right? That put, played this album, yes. and, and that was the first time I had ever heard of him. Yeah. And, then, and then, like, yeah, I went oh, through. You guys and had a Horlick on the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, I was gonna play a song, and he beat me to it. And I was just like, I had to find a backup. I think I played the uh, misbehavior. Oh yeah, he did. Misbehavior. Yeah, right. I love that um, whole. But really yeah, that was my house with a big old mouth. That was Purple Mountains. That album is is wonderful, and I I highly recommend it. I'm a big fan of uh, David Berman's Silver Jews work, and I never listen to Purple Mountain. Purple Mountains? Purple, Purple Mountains. Mountains. Not at all until, but it's on all the lists, and everyone yeah, says the same heartbreaking yeah. stuff about it. So, yeah. I'm I'm definitely gonna absorb it. I was gonna play uh, another semi like uh, emotional song, but I'm gonna switch it up and make that my fourth. Yeah, bring it, bring so us check up it a out. little bit. <laughs> if you have been living under a rock, this next artist is called Da Baby. Yeah, baby. fucking everywhere. I mean, I mean, on Lizzo remixes, on his own songs, he's re- he's on every feature this year. Um, he was on. I, I actually, feel like he's bringing classic hip hop back, baby. It's it's very old school, classic, like you know. as in early two thousands. Sure, <laughs> you know yeah, what that's I mean. Classic. All the he way doesn't back. have like a like my favorite rapper of the past decade is easily Kendrick Lamar, and he does a lot with his voice, right, to like be stylized. The baby doesn't. Fuck around with mm-hmm. any shit like that. He just, just bars. Uh, <laughs> this is the second song off "Baby on Baby," one of two full-length albums uh, this year. You've no doubt heard it. It's called "Suge," parentheses, yeah, yeah, cause <laughs> two yes. Uh, that's yeah, a, that's a yeah. very <laughs> necessary parent. Double af- affirmations. And it, the the best part about it is because it's just tough guy rap. It's about yes. beating asses when you have to. And as a guy who's never had to do as that, you, as you sit uh, here in your sweater, I just, I li- yeah, talking in my sweater, like playing hold steady, and I'm got some real emo shit on deck. It's I just like it. I put this on in front of my kid, and we dance around, and we're like. So in our text thread, you mentioned the baby, yeah. and I didn't know I like. I considered putting Kirk on this or that album, yeah. Bop in particular, on this on this playlist. Bop is a Bop, dude. And uh, I didn't know if you were kidding or not when you said yeah. that, because I was kind of like, oh, I would actually do that. Half kidding, because like, I'm not gonna sit here and say this is like the peak of my artistic interest, but I have listened to this song a lot, it's and that comes t- down to the fun thing. Yeah, it's, just it's fun. fun, and honestly, you know? it's refreshing. It's refreshing for hip hop even because yeah. it's it's kind of just like jokes. really good rap but taken back to like a a place of just being like we're not gonna fucking like we're not gonna bullshit we're not gonna do a bunch of crazy stuff this isn't R&B this isn't you know it's just just a guy guy rapping about how he's a boss you know and the other thing I really like is the minimal beat yes because going back in the decade in review so many beats used to try to sound expensive. Yeah. And they've really gotten away from that with like SoundCloud rappers and, and like just you know, trap in general. Yeah. It's just like this is just some heavy you know, right. bass and some eight oh eights and that's all you really need to be that, that's the old school vibe too. Yeah. Too. It's just it sounds like something that like people were bumping in their cars, 
in 2002. Yeah. Or and it's less than three minutes. Yeah. It's like a low investment, you know. And we're talking over it, but if you listen to him, like, lyrically, he's just very fucking good. He's, he's a good great. rapper. And, it's, yeah. and he's funny, you know. Like, when he talks about pulling up on the scooter at the end of this verse, it's funny, you know. His videos are really funny, yeah, too. Yeah, they're funny, dude. He, I haven't seen Bobby Shmurda could have inherited any, this role had he not gone to prison. <laughs> This I, uh, is one of those dudes that, video. like, every other song of his is a single now and has a music video. Well, I mean, so you know, his label knows how to play the streaming economy. Yeah. I didn't. It's almost over. You can fade it out and I'll pass it, but I, I, I just highly encourage all of you who don't even listen to rap to just go out and listen to the baby and, you know, forget about what your feelings are about violence and gangbanging and just, just have fun. Try and have I fun well, I, I didn't know about the baby until he was on a. Uh, Chance the Rapper song, uh, Hot Shower. Hot, hot Shower. My, oh man, I thought for sure that would be on your list. That's really good. Is that not on your list? So no, that, that album it's, sucks. It's but not that, because I didn't want this to be a seven-hour-long so podcast. But I told you we're gonna the three of us. It. We're gonna re, we're gonna retrack it. It's and the only gonna, one that yeah. mentions Good Burger. So yeah, and Kel Mitchell is in the video. Yeah. Um, so speaking of the no, baby, uh, the song I'm gonna play is featuring the baby. Hey now, uh, it's uh, Megan the Stallion. Cash oh, it. I love her. I do too. I do too. I'm so glad we're getting so into like even like this mainstream rap. So it's great. She it's also did a um, Tiny Desk concert this year, and I'd heard her before that, but I really liked her Tiny Desk concert because I don't know. She always acts like super tough, and she is, but. You could see like how she was like nervous and like you know a little self conscious mm-hmm. and it's like showed you know just got levels she's got layers yeah. too, and I just like that she's like I'm so glad you guys like me. Yeah, <laughs> still an artist and a performer and not like a prima donna. Right, so exactly. Yeah, she she seems humble to me, but she also knows she's fucking good. She's yeah. she's so tough. Like she, yeah, I I would be intimidated to meet her. I would too. <laughs> she she reminds me of like. Also, sort of old school, but like a Missy Elliott or something like that. Oh, like hell yeah. She does that again. Also, a lot of simple beats on her album, and 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 uh, it's fucking. She's just bullshit. like a good rapper, you know. It's bullshit that the rap industry has only recently surfaced so many amazing rappers who are not dudes, because they've been around for well, so long, and like you would only ever have one. There, yes, like, there was always this sort of you know, thing with in now, female hip hop of of. Taking down the queen and becoming the queen, yeah. and or whatever. What the fuck, dude? I know it, it, the it was, bat, like the, the inner <laughs> battle between two women who could also just be on a song together. Yeah. yeah, but that was the way the machination of the industry did it, and I feel like you know people were wise to that game. Yeah, but Cardi B is that. I mean, she came in and was doing that same shit, and, yeah. and she's the biggest rapper, you know. Oh yeah, one of the biggest rappers in the world, and definitely the biggest female rapper in the world. No Does doubt. uh. Was Megan the Stallion? Yeah, Megan the Stallion. There are two E's and the. I don't know why. But it's just the. She says the. We like talked over the baby verse, but huh? so we talked over the baby verse. I apologize. Oh no no, it's okay. Oh, it I is. mean, we're gonna have this whole playlist of stuff so yeah, yeah. people can listen to it. But if you haven't heard the song yet, again, you've been living under fucking rock. Does she has so many good songs. Does she too. sing or does she just rap? She sings. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean like. I feel like she does it a lot in like bridges and like intros. Cool, cool. Yeah, but she's a little less of like the pop style. Yeah, she's not. She's not. She's not Doja Cat. In that no, way. she's she's, she's a, she kind of falls more into trap queen yeah. genre versus pop rap. Right. Which is that. more like kind of Doja Cat or Nicki Minaj type. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, Which I highly recommend watching this Tiny Desk concert because you could just tell like how much. I mean, the room is like packed with people, like it always is, but everyone is like singing the lyrics to it because they. Yeah. I also like how her. she had her like hair and makeup person come like halfway. Oh yeah, the she set shouted like, out <laughs> her hair and makeup person. Down. Yeah, and <laughs> like awesome. touch her up. Yeah. yeah. That's the other thing I love about her is like I feel like during those shows like you know people will like sh- shout out their band but she like shouts out everybody like who supports her like from who you know her cousin who's in town too mm-hmm. like her main yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just so much new hip hop like this year yeah. between this year and last year but a lot of like new blood coming up you know and becoming big now mm-hmm. I mean we, we've talked about DaBaby Megan Thee Stallion even Doja Cat these are artists that like weren't really around too much I mean they started coming around last year but before that they were you know, they're I'm all sure new to me this around, year. Yeah, know, like it's it's just interesting that the best sort of hip hop, you know, I mean, I feel like the, we're not looking at some of the same old character people that we have. I mean, the, Missy Elliott had a great There's like album a bigger year, variety but, of newer. But yeah, there's like a lot of young people who are really coming up and and I think part of that is that there is like a new style and not just style of music, but like style of look and and attitude totally. and stuff mm-hmm. and that class and it's all birthday like the soundcloud rappers but that class is finally sort of coming up and becoming i think a little bit of it is more like the internet is the democratizer right and it keeps getting better mm-hmm. and like here's a great example that show you mentioned earlier on netflix the girl they had from chicago who does like that's the drill rap flow, right uh rhythm and no, flow, rhythm and flow. the girl they had on there the from right chicago one. when she's like it's a it's a competition show but she has been in the drill scene. She invented the drill sure, scene in right. Chicago for like six years. Yeah. But now, you know, they weren't marketed. They weren't paid attention to on mainstream culture. I feel like mainstream culture doesn't mean a lot to the young, younger kids yes. these days. And well, they're like on to, SoundCloud yeah. and like mm-hmm. all these other internet channels where they, f- they find stuff. And then because they found it, it makes its way into mainstream. So in a way, like, you know, we really owe it to teenagers man, yeah. <laughs> to like. They've always driven the yeah. market. Mm-hmm. Like. Whatever is popular, whatever is cool. Hey, right. Mitchell, do you know about the uh, little peep Terrence Malick connection? <laughs> I do not. Uh, you know, he's he's the, I think it's little peep. God, I get them confused all the levels, Little peep is the guy he, who uh, died OD'd. of an overdose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What so his, I guess his grandfather and Terrence Malick were good friends. So there's now a documentary out that uses a bunch of tour footage and just home footage of, of uh, him, little peep, mm-hmm. that has been produced into a short documentary uh, produced by Terrence Malick because <laughs> his wow. mom was like, can you do something with this? And he was like, yeah, I guess so. Oh. <laughs> and he made a little peep documentary. Interesting. Like you mean it like the, the little marshmallow? No. Peeps? <laughs> oh. <laughs> the little peep. <laughs> I also, candy, I also don't know who say, little, man, little is. They really went was, to a dark place. He was one place. of those like SoundCloud little rappers, peeps. right? He's pretty early on and, and specifically in the sort of emo, uh, emo rap scene oh yeah i don't really know a whole lot about that area he was like 21 when he yes he was very young Mm -hmm. yeah he was like a rising star and odied Uh because kids and their drugs uh i think that was last year this year is post Malone, right he's alive wait no (laughs) there is somebody oh um triple x tension got shot no the guy who did a tiny desk concert this year Juice World. Mac Miller? Oh, Mac Juice World. Miller. Mac, Miller. Mac Miller. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Does that even make sense? I don't know. I don't know who Post Malone is. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> He's I, almost put, I almost put that Spider-Man song on <laughs> thinking it was from off. this year, but it wasn't. Oh, it's yeah, talking right. about Sunflower? Yeah. Not that Sunflower. Oh, God. 
<laughs> I, no, for real. I've changed my tune on that song. So we're playing it now, right? Uh, <laughs> I, I can play it. We've already talked about Vampire Weekend, though. Yeah. I was going to play, actually, the new Toro y Moi. Oh, um, yeah. South Carolina stand up. Yeah. Take your shirt off. That's Spin north. It your head. That's north, man. Spin like a helicopter. Oh. <laughs> South Carolina, keep your shirts on. Keep your shirts on. It's shirts versus You're really, skins with really these Carolinas. Sunburned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spin them Keep your, your shirt on because like the us. sun is We're dangerous. We're concerned. No, Torima is great, man. Yeah, this is uh, Outer Peace is the album. Ordinary Pleasure is the track I'm playing. It was like the hit. It was like the single off the album. Yeah. It's got a really good bass line. Yeah. I don't know uh, who this is. Tor- All right. So Torrey Moise from South Carolina, and he did a bunch of indie shit for a while. And then he, when he signed to Car Park, I feel like he made a lot more slick yeah. stuff like this. And it's just the from, production is. From my understanding, yeah. like all of his albums kind of sound a little different though, right? Like, yeah, for sure. They kind of have a different style. For sure. Yes. I feel like um, as a producer, he's very... Yeah, and he does everything himself. Like he does all the graphic design for his albums, his T-shirts, his website. Like he does everything. Does he do animation like Brad Paisley does, though? Nobody does animation like Brad Paisley does. <laughs> Are you saying the country singer Brad Paisley? Oh, you have not Holy seen crap. the Crush in It music video? No, but I love. I actually love Brad Paisley. You're gonna love this music video. Then wow. you need to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked Go about this at Pony League practice. I've tried to get them to cover that f- that song about ditching your wife for fishing. <laughs> Is that a Brad Paisley song? <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a. It goes. I don't want to miss her. It's great. <laughs> Um, so back to Toro Moi. Toro Moi, yeah. He, uh, yeah, he's, he's a cool guy. He kind of borderline is a little too art schooly for me sometimes, but uh, I actually really enjoyed this album, I thought. Yeah, it was produced very well. It had a very modern sensibility, but it was like the, the lyrics were very, uh, it felt very honest. Like he talks about his like mental health a lot and stuff like I that. I had this song on my in my list as well, actually. I really like this song. Another so, another song. band that all, I heard through Mitchell. <laughs> is it all dance beats or is it more? Is there something? Uh, it kind of slows down occasionally. Yeah, like uh, New House good, is yeah. pretty slow. I feel like I the bass guitar is the thing through all the albums and all the styles, and which it, it makes sense that you would be really drawn <laughs> to that. I always man. listen for bass, yeah. good bass lines. Yeah. I was, so, like, you are a bass player. You're a guitar player, too. When you listen to, uh, if someone puts a song on, what's the first thing that, like, your kind of default thing that you hear first? Do they uh, sound like they're from Boston? Dan. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I compare everything <laughs> to uh, <laughs> Dropkick <laughs> Murphys. <laughs> Are they singing about ships <laughs> and seafaring? How many legs do they have? <laughs> I think well, they lost one, so he has <laughs> two left. Wait, he had three legs. He had three legs. <laughs> to start with. Uh, yeah, I think the the rhythm is like kind of the tempo, the the vibe is, is kind of the first thing you pick up on. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think uh, as I've gotten older, my hearing's gotten worse. Uh, I've developed tinnitus because we were in loud bands for a long time. Yes. And I was very What's careless. that like? What's tinnitus <laughs> like? Just kidding, I know. Hell on earth. Yeah, <laughs> it uh, sucks. And so I think the higher frequencies, I'm losing those. Because somebody, somebody like at work like had a, they were playing like, it was like a dog whistle sound. And was Why like, you, were they doing that? Because they were saying if we could hear it. Oh. Because they were like, can we hear? And like somebody, like he put, took his headphones off and somebody else was like, whoa, I, you don't even have to like put those headphones around my ears. I can hear that plenty good. And I was like, I can't hear anything. And I put the headphones on and I like squeezed them to my ears. I was like, I can't hear anything. <laughs> so I you like, wanted to so bad. I wanted like, to hear on. it. 
<laughs> I even like went home later and I listened to the same YouTube video and I had to like turn the volume up really loud to be. This is how it. I feel about this is how I feel when people say, Can you smell that good smell? And I'm like, I can't <laughs> smell anything. You're I'm smell sm- blind. I'm smell blind. Can you smell the Christmas tree? <laughs> just like, right no. Smell blindness is a or real thing. Or when people are like, oh, it smells terrible. I'm like, cool, can't smell it. I think a result <laughs> of really that, lucky. like, I, I like hear lower frequencies better just because I don't hear higher frequencies mm-hmm. better anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so the bass is something I kind of like gravitate towards naturally. Also because I play it, I guess. But yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you, got, you really groove in your own band. Like, as far as bass playing is concerned, you you guys don't have a guitar player other than well you do Cooper you don't plays Cooper, occasionally, Cooper yeah. plays occasionally but like you are the the rhythm section of the band for all intents and purposes that's true me and you a know? drum machine yeah, yeah. <laughs> hibiscus chad you mean the nice thing about the drum machine always always on time yeah, yeah dude what's that like <laughs> <laughs> no i'm Ooh. just kidding jay's a timepiece i'm you guys can't see me staring at jay it's fun playing with jay because he'll he'll speed up when shit gets intense like when it's fun and we're like when we want to move it'll speed up a little bit and i'm like yeah let's play it faster most definitely i like jam that bands. stuff i i, I kid i told bands. jay straight up i would never be in another band without him and for the Aww. rest of my life it's so. a lot of pressure Aww. Aww. Ashley, you start, you don't start move i totally know jay's like i'm, I'm, I'm moving to boulder <laughs> totally. can we play a music that's all just like uh like parody songs of american horror story speaking of parody songs was jonah ray almost on your list Almost. Almost mine too, but I oh. was like, What's it's Jonah too Ray esoteric. Jonah Ray put out a album. punk covers album of Weird Al songs. Oh, that's right. It's oh incredible. My God, it's that's really it's good. incredible. I actually haven't heard it because yeah, it, it was one of those things where I like read the, the headline and I was like, okay, I know what that's. Like. <laughs> and, and you know what? You're not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. But it's still, yeah, it sounds like it's worth a listen. Sounds like it's fun to listen. Hell yeah. Okay. <clears throat> this is um, somebody I have played on the podcast before. This album came out pretty early in the year, I think like March or April or something. This is Kuko. The song is Bossa No Say off the album Parami. Played at uh, Atlanta's Oye Fest. Really? In 2018. Yeah, he, so he was like a big SoundCloud dude yeah. before this album. This was his first studio album. He's super young. He's like 19 or something. And he's 18, 19. And, uh, a lot, this song in particular pretty immature which yeah. I kind of like it makes me feel like I'm in high school again but it's just a nice like mix of like chill trip beats hip hop and R&B this is the kind of well, I really like the keyboards yeah that hi-hat that that, hi, that like trap hi-hat is showing up everywhere oh, yeah. I oh, just yeah. started listening to well <laughs> upon a friend's recommendation I gave Billie Eilish a spin like yeah yeah. I, I never really listened to Billie Eilish. I think I tried you, to listen to her You kind of have to to see what everyone's listening been nominated to. for a, a, a billion Grammys and gotten a billion plays. You gotta know what the hubbub's about, but I liked it. Like, I hadn't heard I, it until I played it yesterday. Okay. I'm not crazy. I mean, listen, I get it. But it's definitely for young people, and I think a lot of that is style too. Like she's got. A but very isn't that crazy that young people are into such like sparse, dark yeah. shit? Yeah. It's yeah. very you know, dark. Like, very, yeah. I mean, they're growing up in a dark fucking time yeah. where, like, you know, our planet's gonna catch on fire. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny because this this whole album sort of sounds like this. It's very summery, very stonery. It actually, kind of reminds me just in. He's like about to say three <laughs> But it is very much just like kind of that Sorry. stuff of like it sounds Sorry. like you guys are good hosts. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was gonna come up at some point. So uh 
Kuko is like what, twenty one years old? Yeah, he's very young. Yeah. See, and that how exciting is that? I know. So much of the music it's I listen to is made by thir- people my age, and I like, know. <laughs> I know, I know how it sounds. I'm an asshole. Like, yeah. there's so many young talented. It's people nice if you can fix. Uh, for the long, like I said, for like the past three, four years or so, I've been really trying to. I mean, it goes to the Billie Eilish thing. Is like making sure that I'm paying attention to what's new and hip, and trying to at least like I don't love Billie Eilish. I don't love Taylor Swift, but I can understand what people like about them and I think yes. that's important just to be able to go like what is it that makes this good to other people even if I'm not crazy about it it's an yeah. important critical eye to have. yeah right you, I feel like we stopped you in your tracks on the Billie Eilish thread though oh yeah oh. you were gonna say oh um I, I actually kind of dug it I thought that the, the production was really interesting yeah and I thought that there was actually kind of a um like a lot of it sounded like throwback kind yeah. of like chord progressions and melodies and stuff but just with like a, a very mo- through a very modern lens yeah and her she's a bit of a crooner is it her, a little bit yeah is it her brother that makes yeah. her beats oh, yeah. her brother produced, produced cool. the whole and she, album she's like uh, very conscious of her image too like that's why she wears the loose clothes yeah. and stuff think, she well, doesn't want to be like 16 or something she's she like just turned 18 young. I think recently uh, that's the end of the song I only know <laughs> because there's a lot of internet jokes about Drake finally like being able to oh yeah oh no yeah <laughs> that dude's, that dude's <laughs> Drake. more Drake's an asshole than people think yeah that does that's got an asshole he has an inappropriate relationship with that girl that plays 11 Oh yeah, she's like he liked. She like something. dropped that on a late night show. Like, oh yeah, Drake he texts text me all the time. All the time. Like, oh, God, like, oh, Jesus, girl, you're getting groomed. That's Don't. fucked up. <laughs> Jimmy Bell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. So next subject. Uh. Uh, but yeah, I think that album is maybe what I've played the most this year. The Kuko album. Yes, I've, I've nice man. Shit out of that album. But for real, Drake, stop texting sixteen-year-old girls. I mean, girls. what the fuck is that? Can we just take <laughs> a quick Called time grooming. out to like, if you're we know doing that, that's yeah, been happening in yeah. music for and a long time. Yeah. Look, see <laughs> R. Kelly. They made a no. Listen, Young Money. I, this is all part of my recent retrospective on hip hop, where I've like went back and listened to all the like the Young Money album that came out, the yeah. first one. It's unlistenable because <laughs> all the beats are like a million dollars, and like oh, yeah. the lyrical content does not match. And they have a song called. I wish I could fuck every girl in the world. Yep. And there's a lyric which was pre Miley Cyrus being 18. And the the rapper, one of the guys from Young Man- Money is like, in when about three it, years, holla at me, Miley, Miley Cyrus. Cyrus. And it's Ugh. like, what the fuck? She, you're acknowledging she's like 15, 16 years old, but you're also saying yeah. when you're of age. Yeah. Wrong, dude. Wrong. <laughs> uh, I'm glad we explored this, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, I'm also, it's an like, important topic. When... Like it's nice that we're all so aware of how fucked up that was at th- at this point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's like a nice progression that happened socially, <laughs> even though there's like a lot of ways to be like, oh, we're still really far behind or whatever. It's well, nice when we go like, least, oh, that was like ten years ago. And that was fucked at least up. Now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we can all sit here and admit that Bill Burr is an asshole. Right, that's important. Right. Fuck that guy. That was off yeah. mic, but yeah. Well, um, hey guys, fuck Bill Burr. <laughs> Uh, all right, so this is my next one. It's a Drake song. It's gonna make and, uh, <laughs> oh, no, Drake didn't put out any music this year. No, he oh, did he not? No, he probably so. put out like 10 songs this yeah, year. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like he's always got music. It's planned. Will you go back and listen to Forever? Well, we'll come back. Ooh. This is uh, The Mountain Goats, and uh, I, I'm very 
slow to when stuff comes out, but the Mountain Goats and the Hold Steady, my two favorite bands, put an album hey, out on the exact you. same day. Hey, it's amazing. And I was overwhelmed <laughs> with it's new like music. Like Kanye and Your 50 two favorite Cent bands. Yeah. But John Darnell and Craig Finn are buddies, so I had lots of new music to take in. Um, the Mountain Goats, their last album they put out called Goths was like one of my favorite. I Mountain love Goats that album, and I haven't really listened to this. This one has songs like this that are awesome, but I think overall it wasn't as. I didn't like it as much. I'm sure some people probably do. Goths I do think it has the best album cover of the year. <laughs> well, the um, thing, the thing with them in the album, like we talked about this. Do you like the album as an art form? The Mountain Goats only make albums because they're oh, so yeah. thematically. Yeah. Yeah. Central so, yeah. to the art form, they make concepts. You know, like, and you yeah. guys are in a party, right? Like, you're in a D and D party. Yeah. This is a fucking album That's about like magnetic <laughs> fields releasing singles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like they're all, yeah, they're all concept albums. So yeah, this one and like I love a a unique voice that is telling a story that I can I'm here like if you we're talking over it but like if you are just listening to this you it's almost like watching a TV show or a movie and you're like it's so descriptive also this part here with the backup vocals so good have you listened you, to the song the kind of songs, about this yes oh no those backup oh, vocals oh, remind amazing. me of like oh, of awesome. Montreal or something oh yeah. hell yeah They're god like, old school of Montreal was yeah. okay. it's like a choir of just and I don't know. This song has like a real feel to it. Yeah. The drums and the bass are so locked in. You know, what doing. you know how I feel about the Mountain Goats. Every time I listen to them, is so jealous of how good they can track an acoustic guitar. <laughs> like I've tried for the better part of Speaking two of decades to do guitar, that, and like an they, he makes it sound like it's just it's impeccable. The production on these albums, mm-hmm. you know, is so slick. Hey. And the gu- the guitar is just like the f- the fullest, best, but also most polished acoustic you can get. And coming from something like All Hail West Texas, which you recorded into a fucking boombox, yeah. right. which is how we say, all did, fell in love with them. Like it's incredible. In that they did you listen to them back in the lo-fi days? Uh, I listened to them in college. Actually, they had a song on an episode of Weeds. Remember Weeds? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was like, I fucking love this song. And I no, there was no Shazam, so I had to just like do some internet research. Sleuthing. And uh, and then yeah, so it was probably like 2006 the first time I heard the Mountain Goats. But they were like famously lo-fi yeah. recorded very Dude, there's so many like hilariously long form pieces about all hell West Texas is recording. There's a there's a podcast called yeah. I Only Listen to the Mountain Goats yeah. where yeah. each song they they broke it down and he talked about it. And he's just a very interesting person and he like he's the kind of person you'd be like, in that second verse, why did you say those instead of these and he'd be like here's why and he has like a huge explanation <laughs> Reasons, yeah. yeah which you know what I, else I love about really him is that he's semantics. a baseball fan <laughs> big baseball fan they have uh, in Durham Durham North Carolina where Merge is headquartered they mm-hmm. have a, a really awesome single A team or double A team and they have a Merge Records night every year and John the Darnielle Durham Bulls? yeah the, uh, I think they are the Durham Bulls yeah because of the movie like they uh, they do a thing and John Darnielle is like he is there 
every time he's sang the national anthem, he's thrown out the first pitch. He's like really fucking into these minor league players. And I really like that. Yeah. Also, uh, the MLB is trying to shut down the minor leagues, yes. and we're oh, against yeah. that. What the fuck? Yeah, it's what bullshit. The fuck? It's <laughs> not bringing any money it's in, bullshit, so they want to get rid of it. Yeah, but like, you know what? It employs a lot. We're not going to go into it. Yeah. But there is a lot of. Uh, I, thought uh, I, I'm I do think, know how I'm supposed to feel about this. Thing. <laughs> Thank you. I'd like to go on the record as saying Justin will never it. not let you know how you're supposed to feel about something. <laughs> I think I'm an the, opinionated the, guy. The fact that there's still like independent baseball leagues. Like independent minor ba- league baseball leagues is yeah. my, one of my favorite sports yeah. things in the world. I That's wish so that good. I could like go watch. Hockey games is and, the only other thing like yeah, that. Yeah, hockey does that. That's yeah. right. Yeah. They're actually more fun than like major. League they are more <laughs> fun. They're much more fun, man. The, I've been to minor to league Rome hockey or? games where nothing happens, and just because they're like, well, you paid for a ticket. The whistle blows and they just throw off their gloves and fight <laughs> ice just to give the people what they want. You know? for an audience. So I'll disclaim the my final selection. Uh, so we did an episode where we talked about my favorite stuff from high school and the Get Up Kids we mentioned and we played a few of their songs. Then we did a second episode where we went to the Get Up Kids show and talked about that afterwards, like another special one. So this band opened for the Get Up Kids. Ah, okay, I thought, I thought you were, you were about to play the Get, get Up song. And No, no, I, I skipped them for this one. I mean, how can I do that three episodes in a row, you know? But Great Grandpa opened, and uh, Jay and I had never heard of them. Um, turns out they put out an amazing album two years ago that we never heard. But they just put out an album a couple months ago after we saw them, and it's my maybe favorite album of the year, even above the Hold Steady. And it, it has a the the singer is very similar to that Adrian Linker Francis Quinlan type deal, um, but they used to be more of an emo band. So I could pick any of these songs, and I almost picked the first track, but it's so so esoterically emo that I chose the <laughs> the, the pop version of the tr- of the track we should play. So this song is like Michelle Branch, Cheryl Crow, filtered yeah. through Great Grandpa. Okay, and it's called Bloom. And it has a minute and a half long outro. They couldn't sacrifice their like artistic roots. There could be a radio edit of the song. But they just cut that part but, off. Yeah, we, we're going to cut that part off because it's long and a little indulgent. But tell me right now that the lyrics and you know the beat and the guitars and just like, everywhere to me. Michelle Branch, you know. For the listener at home, Justin put his arm up when he said that I did. Part. I threw my fist up. Hey, you know who else played uh, Great Grandpa on this podcast for a now segment? Oh, who did? Chase Sampson. Nice. We cut it off, Phil. Oh, oh, you're man. right. We, did cut it. It was the last we, we talked to we Chase talked for, for seven so hours. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, though. I like it because I really gravitate towards this like late 90s, early 2000s pop rock. I like it. I'm never going to not like this type of music. And... <laughs> They like, yeah, it's very comfortable. It is, that's and it's a great cathartic in a good it. way. Like, you it's know, like you know when the hits are going to hit. Oh, yeah. Off. It's like watching a... Uh, Warm blanket. <laughs> it's like a, if, if you like a, like rom-coms or right. something. Right. Like yeah. Or, yeah, it's like watching a genre-style movie or show, like rom-com or a mystery. Yeah. You know what to expect and you like it for that. Yeah. So. You, you, you're not going into it like uh, like you're watching a, you know, like a Terrence Malick movie or something where you're just like i want this to like shape my soul <laughs> right and like make me think different about death and shit right like you just, sometimes you just, i don't want to watch that i don't want to watch true right. detective i want to yeah. watch like you know a sick king of the hill watch friends yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I like about this album, Great Grandpa, Four of Arrows is the album, is the production. And I feel like you would really appreciate as a, as a producer yourself. Like, they're just choices, man, that they make that are exciting. They're exciting choices, and I feel like, like a little jealous. Like, oh, fuck, man. I could have incorporated that same choice. I could have made song. those choices. <laughs> <laughs> and but they uh, got, anytime a song makes me feel that way, I'm just I'm enthralled by it. Uh, yeah, like even this like part a little right here, like they cut uh, the drums. It's so simple, but that's what like I like. Lisa Loeb or like Jewel yeah. or something too. Right. It's got like a real, like you said, like sort of nineties. Yeah, it's nineties alt. It's like it could be played on Star ninety four yeah. or ninety nine X back um, in two thousand and one. <laughs> right. Is this is this an outlier on this album or uh, because it sort of is? The two biggest ones are Digger, which is a heartbreaking song about a dog, and I couldn't play it on this podcast. Thank you. Thank and you. Mono so Noah Aware, which is uh, the the like most plays on Spotify. Well, so is this the beginning of the outro? Because this is yeah, you to can totally like, yeah. It gets, well, no, no, no. Like I, this I for a minute and a half, pretty much. The reason uh, I asked was because when we saw them, they were kind of a more of a rougher sounding, kind of a little noisier. Yeah, not, not quite as that what we just heard, which right. I really liked. Um, that song liked is slick. Live. Yeah, that one sounds like yeah, you could. You could hear it on a radio station if you were listening to the radio. I don't know why you listen to the radio, but um, Ashley, your final song. All right, my final song. It's your Uh, final song. So, this is a. I feel like this album got a lot of shit. I'm playing it now. Um, I'm on it. Oops. Let me start it over. Okay, there we go. I feel like this album got kind of a lot of shit this year. Um, because people were like, it's Mac DeMarco. This doesn't sound like any of his other stuff. I'm not super into it. What's he doing? It's and extremely down tempo. Why and, I yeah. liked it because yeah. I feel like of, of all like the artists, everyone's like, we're all like developing our new sounds and like we're doing something different. And I kind of feel like he's at a place where he's like, I'm just kind of working through shit. I don't this really know. Make, and like, like I like that he's kind of going through something in this album, like kind of not sure what he's doing with this style and like doing it in a vulnerable way where it's like sharing it with everybody. Yeah. yeah. Because w- working through that sort of yeah. stuff, like in publicly released tracks is, yeah. is exciting. And of course, like, I don't know if he's actually doing that. Like, it's not like he said that. I yeah. just, this is my assumption listening to it. But I think that's what I, the thing that I like about this album is the thing that everyone hates about it. It's <laughs> because they're like, right. it's not his normal thing. What's he doing? Yeah. But it wasn't until you like, yeah. Mentioned that as mm-hmm. like a theory mm-hmm. that I like. I, I didn't get into the album till till you. It's almost up like that, that information yeah. changed your perspective. Yeah. yeah, and it like makes me like new feel information like, uh, changed my perspective. It makes me feel like if like you know you guys have all if any of y'all have like been in a state of transition this year like I have with my job and stuff. It's like what the fuck am I doing with my life? And like this is a good album to listen to for that because it was like kind of cathartic. I really like Mac DeMarco in every interview. I've ever read or seen him in on a video. Like, I've listened to Ode to Viceroy so many times, so many times when it came out. And I just always thought maybe he was a dick. But then every time I see him, he always seems like chill. Such a nice guy. He's the sweetest guy. And that's the other thing. I hate to hear people shit on him whenever I just like have this idea that he's like a cool dude. And like, he's he's a human just like all of us. Yeah. I I really like this. Yeah. So this song's called Nobody, it's the second track. Like a lot of the songs on this album are like are very again like kind of country themed, and like it's kind of confusing because it doesn't sound like his normal surf rock vibe at all. It actually sort of sounds like the Eels, a band that I know that you love. 
Yeah, I, I am like, uh, yeah, sort of yeah. I'm a sucker for some sad boy. Yeah. Mark jams. Everett and Mac DeMarco would probably <laughs> smoke a cig together. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> and talk about old flames and shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's always a like a what what you're Beach saying about like a a I like dull a vibe or a theory. So cool. I don't yeah. know what that is, but it's so a cool. like vibe or a theory or like something that you feel from something, and then hearing so. people don't have that same opinion there's something really nice about that yeah you're yeah. like all right we were well, talking about that last time i was on this podcast yeah there's <laughs> like it helps you identify it's like i don't even know if like the feelings i've attached to this have any validity but right. it's like no. whether they you know do or not it helped me get through a part of hey, my life but those are hard. your feelings <laughs> yeah so they do they do have validity because you're having them you know what this is a very therapeutic podcast <laughs> this, this <laughs> might be the the, my favorite thing that's been played today. Oh wow! I was like, I, I was like, I don't know how this one's gonna go over. All right, now really in second us. place, <laughs> Ashley. Yes, wow. finally. You came up a lot of points with, with, with that with one. With six stickers. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's interesting album because uh, it does start out. It's like kind of silly. Like the theme is like. I'm a cowboy. <laughs> like yeah. there's a song called Choo Choo. And like yeah. there's like silly shit throughout the album. But then you'll get these very poignant songs like this one. And if you really like listen to the lyrics, like I feel like you can like brush them off on the surface, but like yeah, it does sound like he's kind of like going through a life crisis or something. Or just kind of like you know what he was I, never. What, what's what? Where am I in my yeah, life? Yeah, <laughs> I feel like he was never expecting to reach the level of fame that he mm-hmm. did. Like he was like happy just being kind of a touring mm-hmm. musician who like. Just played whatever small gigs or whatever. But now he's playing these huge places. I think his fan base has kind of developed into a cult. Something that's not <laughs> super cool. Like I hear his, his fa- like if you go to one of his shows, it's got a very kind of broy vibe oh, yeah, to right. it. I wonder which how he feels about that. And I, I just you know I don't think he's that kind of guy. I don't think he necessarily like wants to promote a lot of activities but that's another thing too about like how almost kind of on the opposite spectrum of like you liking something because it means something specific to you mm-hmm. is that i i remember uh many episodes ago i was talking about when i went and saw the national who is another huge band now that in i don't want to be the person that's like oh, i would i started listening to them before all these other people did because i don't want to be that i, I want everyone to like whatever they want to like. And if they like the thing that I like, I think that's great. But I did, I did feel like when I went and saw them this last time, um, at the, uh, Roxy, me and Kyle Withrow went and I did get this vibe of like, I didn't really love the people that were, and maybe it was just the people I was around, but like, I really, honestly, that's why I don't like going to shows. That might be be an aging out of live shows thing. Um, Yeah. It's just like, I feel like I a, think all live a fan shows base can up. really ruin <laughs> but things I, for me. I yeah. loved, I did love that concert, and I loved the way the music made me feel. Yeah. But I just had to. You have s- to compartmentalize. All I just that had other to kind of build this wall it. around me to be like, this, this is me mm-hmm. experiencing this show, and not thinking about this like six foot eight dude next to me who smells weird <laughs> and keeps filming every song on his phone and really like. Making me what mad. the fuck is up with filming them all? Are you showing those to someone? I, yeah. Instagram stories? I don't know. Yeah. I'm proving like, I was here. Yeah. I skip those every time. Yeah, same. Same. <laughs> I don't want to see. I didn't buy sound a good, Doesn't look good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like maybe they're using it to record it right. for their like I'm voicemail happy you message. Were there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but to what it likes being with to Mac DeMarco is like the national and anybody. I mean, we most of us play music. It's like. 
you don't get to pick who listens to no, your you music and who likes your music. You like that people like oh your God, music. Like, what if yeah. a you bunch know? of white supremacists like your music? Oh, oh my God! Then, See, that's a question I've never ever wrong. considered. <laughs> I, I would just no, quit music. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think um, Little Wayne's tour with Blink Way Two, he was probably going through some of that. No, oh, dude, he a quit mid show. White supremacist at Blink Way Two shows. Oh my God, really? I don't know. No, I said not that. No, but I do think that there's white people probably screaming the N word at him. Yeah, um, there's maybe some like, like yeah, cross section MAGA hats and stuff running around. I mean, I I gotta <sighs> imagine that Blink One Eighty Two doesn't have it isn't just it's the weirdest thing that Blink One Eighty Two has such a wide swath of, of yeah, fan base. Yeah, especially no because of this. when this, is this this true? is all theoretical. No, it's, they're it's so theoretical. Popular, it is okay. theoretical. So but Little Wayne did quit. Four in four like songs in multiple times too. Yeah, he and he was and like, "I'm like off this tour. Y'all aren't my people." Yeah, oh, multiple that sucks. times. And I gotta assume. I mean, at, first of all, it's probably all white people there. But oh, I do sure. assume that there's all walks of well, life. Well, I mean, listen, I'm not gonna lie. Have you ever seen way. Big Boy's Instagram, which I'm religiously a follower of? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Lo- I, I mean, mean yeah. it is almost at but least if, fifty to sixty percent white. Like easy. But if you're at a Big Boy's show, I mean, even this isn't the best stereotype, but you're probably like a you at least college like kid outcast. that likes hip hop, <laughs> you know? white college kid that yeah. likes hip hop. But if you're at a Blink One Eighty Two fan show that might Little like Wayne Luke is playing Brian. at, yeah, you might also like Donald Trump. And I know Blink we're not. Yeah, I, mean, I know we're not supposed to like denigrate bands on this show, but Blink One Eighty Two has really sought something that I am not comfortable with. I can't. I. 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 I that video in terms of that, like you know just going for like a completely generalizable yeah, it's popularity the, it's like the worst. it's I, like, both I, I safe remember. and also like available yeah. to someone who can be like you know what i don't like black people but i love blink 182 <laughs> yeah. and blink 182 doesn't do enough to like not not you feel like you can't yeah. have that yeah. opinion about it's like, just weird that I they feel like they anyone have listening to my so band would be like if I'm a Republican, I'm probably not going to listen to Mountain Party, and I'm really proud of that. Out of all like the <laughs> pop punk bands that kind of blew up or got, fa- they are the ones that really seem like they only give a shit about the money. And I mean, it's it's sad. It's hard to say because you gross. introduced me to their song. They're one of my favorite. I know. Bands for I I used to love them know. too, but I remember feeling that way about Green Day. But then you f- see Green Day; they still do fuck Trump chants and shit. I mean, it's all very surface level <laughs> politics or whatever. Bit, it's a little bit markety. Yeah, maybe, thing, but, but at, at least at they're least out there like, politics. yeah, or like <laughs> a band like U2 or something that has mass appeal. Mm-hmm. They still do like fucking Charity things stuff. and they, they play like images on their, on their, you know, and their concerts that are mm-hmm. going to probably piss off some Republicans because they are an incredibly liberal group. Right. Blink-182 does videos with kids <laughs> doing the Fortnite. Yeah, <laughs> that's what Blink-182 <laughs> is doing now. And it's just like, oh, you guys just don't really, you just are trying to get care, any dude. audience that you can. Are there more Fortnite dances than just the, the flossing? Oh, no, there's I think a, there's oh a couple. God, there's a ton. We got a Blink-182 video. Oh, no. <laughs> that I'll do them for you real doing quick. All the, I didn't say it earlier. Oh! So to return, can we just talk really quickly about how different that song was than Rock and Roll Nightclub, the very first Mac DeMarco publicly available song? Like, oh, I, don't remember I that listened one. to so yeah, I, we didn't we even really listen to that one, but I listened it's to it recently. It's so different. It's very different. It's like Ariel Pink earlier like type, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like a stylized type music and that is 
it felt like chintzy comparatively to the mm-hmm. newer stuff where it's like he's just writing songs yeah he's, a he's songwriter. writing how yeah. he feels from very his much heart. so um it's growth and i i just appreciate that you know well when you look at it next <laughs> to blink 182's right. quote unquote growth <laughs> Gro- yeah. the mm-hmm. opposite of growth even Ch- it's like cultivated non-growth it's weird that <laughs> it's like it's purposeful and coming yeah. from me like since since the host is out of the room uh <laughs> I'm the host. The producer. The producer is out of the room. So like I, I've, I literally grew up on Blink-182 and like you would not have told me in 2004 graduating high school that in 2019, 15 years later, Tom DeLonge would be the saner and more uh, reliable person. Of the and group. that's a guy looking for <laughs> fucking aliens. And not yeah. only that, he found he's them. the more saner. He found them and Eddie the government Tom. had to admit it. And all his creative output this year has been incredibly much better than Blink 182's. It's just a weird timeline that we live in. It's a dark fucking it's timeline. It's very you know? strange. Yep. But you know what? It's ours. It's ours, by didn't God. Didn't Angels and Airwaves Embrace come out with it. an yeah, album this Angels, year? I almost put Rebel Girl by I Angels didn't... versus Airwaves on my list. Oh, really? And it's very. Did you call them Angels versus Airwaves? Yeah. It's angels, angels and, and airwaves. They're not. They're in competition they're with each other. They're allies. Oh, angels and airwaves. <laughs> it might be a V. I don't no, know. I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> I think their logo looks like an AVA, which yeah. I think is by design because, and I'm ashamed to know this, that his daughter's name is Ava. But oh. like, um, oh. alien verse. I'm really editor. glad that the guy who named his it. band after his daughter is like, you know, taking his pants off on stage during those shows. He, he's a lot different now. Because he doesn't do that anymore. He doesn't do that. He anymore. at least did that when I saw him a few years ago. <laughs> he still no. He did write a children. This is so funny because I have a kid. Uh, podcast listeners congratulations two-year-old thank you uh he has a children's book called something like uh they came for my pants and it's like the aliens like stole this guy's pants and he's like pantsless the whole time it is really juvenile he's got a fucking weird pants thing yeah (laughs) and a weird oh mitchell you still have a song left to do yeah uh, yeah, I was trying to figure out which one I wanted to play because I have a few. Tell us all your, if it's tell not, us your runner-ups and then play If it's one. not Lizzo. That's what I was going to do. <laughs> I know. I can't believe it. But nobody wants to play it because it's just too No one's popular. playing Old Town Road or well, Lizzo. Old well, Town Road. I, Wait, I, so but that Lizzo album you, is one of the best albums What do you mean, year? well, just, Old Town Road? I got to say, I, mean, well, I still like that song, too. It's very <laughs> it's not, good. It's a good song. It's just, I mean, I guess I haven't listened to the album. Is there, but it's it's the, the most improbable, the, the amazing story. No, it's not a I good album. It's but Old even Town the second Road. single's not great. Old Town Road oh, yeah, is Panini. a... It has a DaBaby remix, though. <laughs> it's an incredible song. It's done. It's like genre bending. Yes. It's broken all these records. It's smart production to make a million dollars. But I am so sick of it, and I hope I never hear it again. If I never hear it again, it'll be fine. I agree. I agree that, like, yeah, it, it came out of nowhere and it became a huge success. And then, uh, yeah, I, I heard it so many times. I mean, the fact I will say the fact songs. that none of us has played that Lizzo album is ridiculous. Well, I was about to. That was going to be my top last to song. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Do you want? Do you want to I mean, play it? No, I wasn't. Got other I stuff. honestly wasn't going to play it, but only because it's just so. Like who doesn't know that that album is no, amazing? <laughs> That's the reason I kind of need to talk yeah, about it. I mean, it. in a way, I was there, there, just I like think there's an interesting thing about it. But I mean, it's so was, it's so fucking good. It's just so, so good. Lizzo, yeah. yeah. So she, yeah. You say you say what so you. So this say. is my favorite thing about Lizzo is like how um, approachable it is to everybody, and like oh, yeah. it, like she, you know, she embraces her 
all of her audience, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I do think it's hilarious because it has garnered a lot of popularity among, like, white women, yep. specifically. Mm-hmm. And there's this great tweet that's like, uh, I pulled it up because I thought it was hilarious. Um, it is... That she tweeted? Lord, give me the confidence of a mediocre white woman singing Lizzo. <laughs> because... <laughs> There, like nothing's been truer, but I still love it because it's like you know, it's like I feel seen. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it's like I have all this like I don't really need well, the confidence, but I'm singing anyway. To, to go to the, our point with Blink One Eighty Two and all that stuff, if it made it in this episode, but um, Lizzo is a person with a wide audience who doesn't betray her morals or her mm-hmm. what her her whole themat themes and stuff. Like she is a very proud, body positive yeah. black woman. You know who who like those things are in her song. Like yeah. she's yeah. the kind of person where she like both realities can exist, and she right. like you know speaks to that. It's it's interesting to me that because my wife has is a huge fan, and so by extension, I've heard it so many times that I can't help but be a huge fan. Like anytime this shit comes on, I'm really really into it. They're and fucking bangers. They're just, dude. I mean, they're I've just listened really to good I've listened songs. To this whole album. And so yeah. I have I relate to it in no ways. <laughs> she as a white woman relates to it in the same way you just described and it still makes her feel very positive and good. I relate to it in no ways, but it's very production like I, oh, yeah. and I look to her like Oh my God, that part! Like, and she doesn't care about that part. She cares about the part she cares about. Right. So I feel like it's it's amazing that it has so it many to everybody in a different elements. Way. Yeah, it has so and many just, elements. Uh, that I think it's universal, undeniably. Just well, it's like my good, my favorite right? song it's in this album is Tempo, where it's like, yeah, uh, you know, tempo I'm a thick yeah, bitch. I need tempo, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. not a thick bitch, but uh, yeah. you know the. <laughs> I'm like the other side where it's like uh, fast songs are for you know skinny bitches and then she has slow songs on the album and and, and things like that is it the first track skinny hoes Slow songs well, Cause, Cause I Love You, which is the title track, is one of like the best just performances. I feel like, like she's just belting on that song, and it sounds she sounds so good. That's the first one I heard. And then and she has stuff like this away. that are empowering and fun, and you can dance to it. And then she plays the flute and twerks like all yeah. the time on Instagram. It's just like, like she what could has you want? Oh, another amazing oh. Tiny Desk concert. Oh yeah, Dude, oh yeah. So yeah. She keeps good. calling it a Tiny Ass Desk. Yeah, like she is just she's hilarious and like. She's and fun and yeah. really creative. Like she never seems way. awkward or like doesn't know what to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything's great coming out of her mouth. I really <laughs> like that style up. of like throwback pop with the with the guitars and the drums. Bruno Mars does a lot of that these past few years. And yeah, every song he releases that's like popular, I'm like. This is good. It sounds yeah, like an old a, Motown like, song. Yeah, like or New Jack, Jones, New Jack Swing or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. what it sounds like. Uptown and Funk. I fucking um, love it, dude. All right, before I play my song, I do want to give a couple of shout-outs of what I'm not playing. So, <laughs> Tyler, <laughs> the Creator's uh, Igor. Igor. So I almost put Igor. Good. Very good. I thought so for sure good. one of you guys would have put Igor. Uh, I kind of thought put Earthquake on mine, dude, dude, but I didn't. I mean, that album is another one that's good top to bottom. Although I do think that uh, Flower Boy might be the better album from last year. I but, like Flower Boy better. Um, oh yeah, let's each sorry. let's each say a few that we didn't play. Yeah, definitely. JPEG Mafia, which I've played on the show before on, on one of our now uh, his album All My Heroes Are Corn Bowl Corn Balls, is just a super original, super good album. Big Business is a metal album that I got really into, which is weird. Big Business, uh, their album is called... You are the most unpredictable person. The I know. Yeah, when you can get into a metal album, it's got to be 
That yeah, album is transcendental. I just like, more someone was like, what is Muhammad like besides Miley Cyrus? I couldn't tell you. Did Miley Cyrus make uh, a metal album? Yeah. Also, there's a hip hop artist that's very underground still named IDK. He's like on Adult IDK's Swim's good. label, and he's like, super, I don't his know. album. This album, yeah. Uh, his album, Is He Real? Is the name of the album. Mm-hmm. It was really good. I listened to that a lot earlier in the year. That's good um, shit. But yeah, I'm going to play. This is Sturgill Simpson, Sound and Fury. Oh my God. I thought this was almost on my shit, dude. I am so. <laughs> almost. You are unpredictable, man. You really I are. love this yeah. album very much. This is He's Make Art Mystery. Only Sturgill Simpson can put out an anime on Netflix to release an album. That's why and he liked still, it, though, because so it had good. an accompanying well, anime. I will say what? it's Sturgill? my favorite yeah. Sturgill Simpson album it's because the I. The weirdest I like country the release sound, of all time. Yes, it's a big, giant swing. This it's has a bit it's of an almost intro. not even country except for his voice. No, I, like, I yeah. say it sounds more like a My Morning like Jacket. Like put out an, uh, album an anime to be a companion so listen, piece that like yes. Daft Punk did? From the beginning yeah, to end, wow. mm-hmm. an anime story yeah, it's really that cool. encompasses the whole album. I and love the album. This, this is not a country is album. Not at a country all. album. He, it's just a country singer making this most psychedelic art rock bullshit yeah. that he could think of. I really do cool. love when artists can like extend outside the boundaries of their normal genres. I mean, this is why it made it on my list. I think it's it's my favorite Sturgill Simpson album, and it is one of my favorite albums of the year. But I love big swings by artists. I like yeah. when an artist it's goes, "I'm gonna try something new." Not like a Chris Gaines, no, not Garth that. Brooks, not that. Right. Not that. Or Kanye West. <laughs> I'm sorry. But this is. I'm all glad like, you didn't play anything from <laughs> Jesus Escape. Oh man, let me play Chick Fil A real quick. <laughs> that was, was joke. I I do love. I I think I might have told the story on the podcast. It made me so happy. We were out. Me and Mitchell and Ashley were out in California for a wedding the day that that album came out, and we were eating breakfast, and Mitchell was like, new Kanye album came out, and he played it, and we were like listening to it, and I think like three songs in, you stopped it, and you were like, I'll just listen to it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, nobody we were wants just, to listen. We I remember at a... Yeah, like, like, I'm not like... I, I like Kanye music, but I'm not like a, an apologist for everything I, he tries to I'm do. Because I don't think I that everything anymore. he does is great. So, I mean, the song's about to kick in. <laughs> oh. The, so that's the great thing is, though, that okay. like... Ni- nice and that's and why it goes very intro, cinematically well with the anime... Because it is yeah, this a, is a movie Sturgle score. Simpson album. You know? yeah. So these long. <laughs> like, these I don't think you would hear this ever and be like, "Oh, is this the new Sturgill Simpson?" <laughs> Remember, and this I, is I the guy who busked outside the CMA awards because yeah. they refused to nominate him despite his no, sales. But he was he was protesting because they they had put out a release that said, "Don't oh yeah, don't, don't address talk about gay marriage or something." No, no, no. It was the mass shooting because Vegas the just the Va- Vegas one just happened, but they said. Don't talk about shooting. Don't talk about guns. You're not allowed to. And so he protested that. So, like, this long buildup kind of reminded me of Chemical Brothers, even though, like, the Hell actual content yeah, of this dude. doesn't sound like it. It just, it reminds sure. me a lot of that. But it's very synthy. It's very mm-hmm. electronic. I mean, like I said, to me, the closest thing I can compare it to is more like a My Morning Jacket album because the song is It is like a, a lot like My Morning Jacket. Yeah, and like kind of airy but with a Jay lot of Jay's raising his hand. Yes. Just, just real fast. Sorry, Has there ever been exciting. a mashup with the Chemical Brothers and My Chemical Romance called My Chemical Bromance? Oh my god. <laughs> Continue. I'm sorry. Time out. All right, that's Not yet, into your, but we're on we're on it. <laughs> now there yeah, is. Yeah. We're working hard on that one. I like I think Sturgill Simpson and I might have said this but 
there was a time when Sturgill Simpson, Jason Isbell, and Chris Stapleton, yes, right. all they kind were of like the three liberal, yeah, new and they were like, guys. "This is new country," yeah. and I, I can't help new but think that country. Sturgill Simpson was like, "I want to just do something." He's the only one who kept so taking acid and yeah. just went <laughs> yeah. there. And this is great. I really like this. I this just is like this, this is another top, top to bottom two album that's all and good. the Stranger Things soundtrack. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And uh, I don't know. I like I, I like that he he doesn't feel like he's in a box. He didn't do that. Jason Isbell definitely did. So I like this Jason is your Isbell favorite album of his, though. I'm yes. just gonna pick I, on. I, I that love a the last bit. one too. So time out. Meta Modern sounds though like the classic ass psychedelic country album that he first put out. I mean, it's super impressive because it was like one this, of my favorites. I know, and it was like this mind blowing new thing. Yeah. But I, if I had to pick a sound that I rather listen to, because this I'm not one. a huge country sound. No, I feel you. I, feel I like you. this. I like the yeah. jamminess of it. I, I like, like the synth. I want Sturgill Simpson's cover of uh, In, in Bloom. Bloom. In Bloom is I good. To, I want to feel like I'm in a smoky bar yeah. and real, real deep sound. And, but this is, and this is. This is almost more funky, too. It's all like a little bit dancier. There's a lot of like, um, like honky tonk almost sound. I'm curious to see like him play this album live. Like, right. What right, would right. it. <laughs> like, does he strip him down? Like a Suf sure John, it's like a Suf John tour, dude. Yeah. It's like a whole fucking experience. Yeah. 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 Like, oh you my just God. get 15 people Did you stage. go to the Age of Oz tour? No, I've seen videos of it. I, really I didn't go that. either, but <laughs> critically re-looking back, like, speaking of the decade, like, Age of Oz is fucking amazing. Oh, it's one of my favorite so albums. So it's one of my favorite albums, too. Yeah. And, like, Carrie and Lowell... I appreciate for a different reason, but no, it it was in my top five of the decade. But Age of Odds to me, like, is a much more. Wait, are you trying to tell me it's not Age of Ads? It's odds. (laughs) It's odds, honey. I always thought it was ads. (laughs) Age of versus. And just like his, just like he, pre- I mean, I don't know how it's all pronounced, but when yeah. he sings, no, I think you're probably right. I, just, like, wrong. I feel like I've been saying Suf Jan. Oh no, I 100% <laughs> called them Suf Jan surfers for the longest time because I kept mixing them up with the butthole surfers. <laughs> <laughs> There's another crossover. That's a yeah. butthole surfers also ruled. Butthole yeah. Suf Jan so Stephen surfers. <laughs> so hey, you should. This is like a 12-minute song or something, right? It's like a seven-minute. <laughs> this is a good opportunity to get some honorable mention. In while this plays, sure, yeah, oh, yeah. God damn it, Justin, yeah. that was a brilliant idea. Are you, you, you're gonna to produce podcasts now. now yeah. so. That's it. I'm about to poop in this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I will keep going. Uh, like I said, the, the National put an album out like at the beginning of this year. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm yeah, easy to find. Right. Uh, it wasn't one of my very favorite National albums. They've put a lot out. They're all really good. This one I really enjoyed. Um, it had some some pretty great songs on it bruce springsteen put out fucking western stars which i almost played uh really really great album um uh do, 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 do. pedro the lion put out an album that i really loved oh god um, no it's too depressing uh, <laughs> uh about growing up in arizona and then there's one more but i want to i want to play this song while we while we go out because i think a few of us would have uh, we're gonna play it, but none of us did. Uh, yeah, we didn't uh, but we're gonna it. go out to this song. Um, so you gotta name good. the song now, though, because yeah, we, we want we don't want the anticipation. It was a, a don't stop or we'll die. Put oh out. yeah, uh, that's a good one. And an EP, but we'll which, play. Right. We'll which play song did you pick? Wait, did uh, their their full length came out this year? 
think so. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Oh, I should play that. I really like that. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. So we'll we'll go out on that one. But uh, Justin, you, you say something. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was really into the Marcus video that you guys put out oh, that we thanks, filmed bro. in the basement that uh, oh, yeah. illustrious producer Mohammed uh, directed. Um, I know you guys have a album coming out. When's that coming out, guys? Before the end of the year, or is it going to make it on next year's? Their band for them? I was going to save it for the plugs, but <laughs> January first, the Marcus album. January first, baby. Yeah, it's a start Listen. of a great new year. <laughs> new Year's Day. I just, <laughs> I just can't out. imagine starting off a decade any better than with a new Marcus album. <laughs> just I know I wait. sound like I'm really plugging my friends, yeah, and have, I am. You don't have to do that. But I truly do. I truly do. I thought that. Uh, um, the song. Uh, what's the name of the song? I can't remember the exact Monsters. title. Monsters. Monsters. Yeah, I was gonna call it. We'll I wish I were a vampire. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I wish I was a vampire. Just go look it <laughs> up. My song. basement is in it. Uh, other than that, <laughs> I love the I love the Pup album. The Pup album was incredible. Oh, yeah. um, the Get Up Kids album was great. Uh, the Jimmy World album was very good. Uh, I have a very specific genre that I gravitate towards. Justin I liked and I uh, Kirk. Kirk, the baby, the yeah. baby, baby on baby was great. Both of those albums were good. Yeah. T- what say what you're about? I was to gonna say. say Justin and I, we almost did a because uh, Justin and I went to Athens and saw Jimmy World at 40 Watt a few months back, and we almost did an episode about it. Uh, but it was okay that we did. I can't imagine it was, it was a band so aging more great. gracefully than Jimmy World. We do need to do World. some more of those concerts. Yeah, it's like, as much as I, you know, the Get Up Kids looked very uncomfortable at the Earl. But the Jimmy yeah. World at the 40 Watt, like, they looked like they, they just were graceful and perfect, and it was awesome. Um, and those, and I mean, I love the Lizzo album. We listen to that a lot. I listen to Hamilton mostly. I listen to a lot of Daniel Tiger I listen to a lot of <laughs> Billie Holiday while I put my kid to bed. Listen, the best shit for putting your toddler to bed is Billie Holiday. It's Has beautiful she come music. Out with an album yeah, this year? yeah, she put out <laughs> some new bangers as well. Um, I love him. I love him, Billie Holiday. That is. Um, no, but I think that's it. Uh, did I miss any of my other friends' bands? No, I think that's it. <laughs> Me and Ashley are in a band in which we just do covers of. Scenes from American Horror Story. Yeah. Speaking it's of s- speaking of scenes, it's, it hits a very small audience. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of good scenes in movies, but we'll do that in a different. <laughs> That's topic. a different. Podcast. Oh, I can do it right now. Um, I think uh, other honorable mentions for me are from Don't Stop or We'll Die, like Jay Definitely. mentioned, and also an album I listened to a lot called Big Dreams. So it's all a, it's a Dreesy album. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Dreesy. Particularly a song called uh, Chanel Slides featuring Cash Doll. It's great. I like your taste. <laughs> um, honorable mentions. For albums, The OCs. Are we familiar with this band? Yes, the we listen to them. We listen to them when we play D and D. Yeah, all their all their albums are called like Orc and Face Stabber <laughs> and shit like that, and so it's really good D and D music. That's See, fucking they, you, awesome. You say like uh, Mountain Goats made a D and D album, but that's like a really like smart guy, like. Like really analyzing the themes and like characters. It's, 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 it's more not an album. You it's play. not a podcast as yeah. you play but type D and D album. Yeah, it's but like OC is just playing like fucking like chunky like fuzzy riffs, and they're just like singing about orcs. I love the way you yeah. describe magic. The, I actually love the, that. The OCs, I love that. The, chunky, the, the OCs are, uh, are are Sounds the like music you hear when you're going into battle. And the Mountain Goats is about uh, sung from the perspective of a knight. It's the bard. Yeah, Yeah, after the battle. That's exactly right. Yeah, (laughs) he like writes the tale of the story. Wait, is this anything like uh, that band Stradivarius? 
Isn't that uh, like a D&D fantasy band? So Strat- yeah, Stradivarius is more kind of like fantasy metal. Oh, and the okay. OCs, the OCs has like a real kind of like punk kind of edge to them. They Sounds like our newest sort of band. Album. But th- but they've become more, like they started that way and then mm. they've become more like psychedelic. And sh- they're fucking Mitchell, cool. do you want to join a new band? Yeah. He's what already in two. <laughs> I'm uh, in two already. Justin has a new band that I'm playing drums for, and it's I called Stradivarius. Well, oh. no, I keep telling him that I want to call the band SoundCloud Rappers. Uh, and I vetoed it every time. <laughs> he refuses. You guys every should just time. call yourselves like well. Lil Lil Table or something. Lil Table? It'd be very confusing. Were you saying that because you were looking at the table? <laughs> <laughs> I was. I Lil wanted table. to do a little yeah, what something. What the fuck, dude? You telegraph much? Looking uh, it was back when I worked for uh, my old crime boss, Christmas Tree Window Face. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say face because you looked at my face? face? Yeah, you look at Tree okay. Window Face. I'm Done. not a piece of meat. Uh, another <laughs> album I really liked that came out this year was Mike Kroll's Power Chords. Yes. Uh, Dude, Power Chords is so good. Talking about, you know, some artists work in oils. Mike Kroll works in fuzz. Yeah. And he's yeah. just like, it's on the vocals, it's on the drums, it's on the bass, it's on the guitar. Did you go to the Earl show? No, I've never seen him. Mason went, and Mason I didn't, him. I know, and I didn't go either, but like, I really wish I had. Me and too. now he's touring with Swearin' like constantly because they're dating. Oh, okay. And so like, that's a, d- that's a dream bill, yeah, Swearin' and, and Mike Kroll, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, just really catchy, fun, lo-fi like pop songs like he's just doing he's kind of really doing is where fuzz on the drums aren't there there is fu- i yeah. didn't think about it's that till you said it but it's, it's there. everywhere yeah. um yeah. it sounds like something's wrong with all the microphones <laughs> <laughs> this one's broken i'll try this other one it's oh, great shit. too, <laughs> that up too. <laughs> the album cover is him with like a black eye too sitting yeah, on the band on with his bed. guitar like mm-hmm. i like it he's got like bloody knuckles um yeah it, he like produces everything himself too it's just got a really charming quality to it it's what i really wish like weezer did instead of doing what they did (laughs) (laughs) agreed agreed like like when they did pinkerton yeah uh they like produced that themselves and it had this really kind of like raw quality to it except for the racism there was (laughs) it it, uh, and the problematic problematic (laughs) lyrics aside the production of the album is no i'm 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 joking with you pinkerton's amazing is this bill burr's band (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) triple b (laughs) but uh but yeah if they had kept going in that direction of just like stripping it down doing it kind of live and keeping it raw like mike kroll like it the quality of his songwriting and the kind of cleverness of it it's like reminds me a lot of kind of early Weezer. You gotta right. suggest a song to throw on the Spotify playlist from the honorable mentions. I feel like so. Oh sure, yeah. Well, we're I have, already uh, past ours, but you should at least throw out a Mike Curl song. I feel like that okay. people could could gravitate towards. Yeah, I think "What's the Rhythm" is probably the it's most all accessible. Separate track, bro. <laughs> I could just tell. Well, uh, I, I could be talking over him right now. Wouldn't matter. <laughs> well, yeah. no, yeah, we'll we'll definitely and we'll throw some honorable mentions on that Spotify playlist for totally. everybody. Um, Mohammed, did you you did yours? Yeah, I did mine before I played. Okay, cool. Um, tell me about yeah, this "Don't Stop or We'll Die" album. Yeah, play something, buddy. Okay, well, let me let you. me just we'll 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 play the song to go out. 
But uh, I just really fast wanted to say uh, I I could have done this for three more hours with you guys. This oh, was we went so much two and a half. fun. Yeah. So, but that's okay. It's the last oh. episode of the year. Yeah. I'm sure everybody will listen to it all the way through. Hopefully, <laughs> all and 35 if, people. Uh, I will. It's just like that party that was like you know themed after a character. If they don't show up, then they weren't then meant they to. Weren't they weren't meant to. It wasn't for them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, like in, in in all honesty, uh, you guys. Uh, if you made it this far, uh, I, I hope most of you did, because I want to say thank you so very much for listening to our podcast. Uh, it means the world to us. Um, Mitchell and Ashley and Justin, I love you guys. I'm so glad that you uh, have been on all the episodes that you've been on and that you came and did Thanks this for one. having us. Thank you I will so always. Much. I've had yes. a lot of fun doing I, I just have to say, bring me on for the next Power Hour. You still have to do a Power Hour. That's yeah. true. I will also you know, I, do I love this podcast. Hour. I'm... The, We've the told about you put 12 in is people pretty impressive. Be next power hour, I've been so. on an episode where we talked for three hours. You edited it down to an hour and a half within it's a day and a half. Hard to do, honestly. And like, I mean, painful. honestly, that is a lot of work. I think that uh, you guys have done an amazing thing in a year or you know, month or two, give or take, and uh, it's impressive. You guys have gone for so long, like week after week. It's and hard so, to do anything this consistent. <laughs> no, dude. I was in a band. I put out. Five songs this year, dude. You put out like what thirty episodes of this shit. Yeah. This is incredible. Yeah. yeah, I don't have to do as much as you have to do. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't no. say that's not true at all. You really don't understand I, how I, easy it is to be <laughs> in a band. You just yell it's into fun. the microphone. Dude. Yeah. Um. So yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm in a band now. Yeah. We in are, our band. Yeah. Yeah. You guys. What's you your guys band called? Lot. Oh, Ooh, uh, the Ryan Murphettes. Ryan Murphettes. <laughs> the Ryan Murphettes. Christmas tree window face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, that's a good band. Uh, so wrapping it up. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, until next year, uh, for for uh, Muhammad Joma and Mitchell Hardage and Ashley Hardage and Justin Green. This is Jay Howell saying, uh, "This is my high school iPod, and it's your high high school iPod also." Uh, so make yourself a playlist or listen to the one that we're going to put out for this episode. Um, put it on shuffle, pop in those earbuds, get out there and change the, the world. world, the world, the world, or just your local community. Start small. <laughs> oh, I really appreciate the local community. Thing. Did it. Yes, you did I didn't it. say anything about this album, but it's... See you in the morning I see you acting strange There's something wrong I know it, I just know it There's something wrong I know it, I just know it A lily pad on your doorstep